the twink from Malta, Fabrizio Faniello, charmed us all in 2001, and a lot of us were surprised that the song did not reach the higher place. Because honestly, the year 2001 isn't the strongest of years. What does he remember from Copenhagen? What really happened in Greece? How many times has he tried out in Malta? And is he single? All these questions need answers, and I'm the man for the job. Emil Lövström, soon Vanielo. And this is Eurovision Legends! Welcome to Eurovision Legends, Fabrizio Faniello. Brilliant. Wow. How are you? Are we recording already? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> I thought that you were just showing me how I'm going to introduce me. This is a lovely start, okay. Fabrizio. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. Okay, I mean, let's go. <laughs> that was so good. Okay. <laughs> this will be a wild ride, I believe. How are you today? I'm uh, I'm okay. I'm okay. A bit tired after a long day, but it uh, was very exciting, obviously, to be part of your uh, very popular show. And we begin with the Maltese pre-selection, because you participated in the Maltese pre-selection ten times and won it twice. Yes. How well do you remember your entries? Actually, you know more than me how many times I've tried. I'm, I'm, uh, seems I'm, uh, I'm getting old. I'm losing, uh, I'm losing uh, my memory. No, I mean, uh, obviously, as, uh, as we all know, Eurovision uh, here in Malta is very popular. And uh, I started actually at a very young age. Back in 1998, I was 16. And that was my first time here in Malta, in the pre-selection. And I uh, had placed second after Chiara. Was that the first song ever you recorded? No, no. I was, I was, I started singing when I was eight years old. So, um, so you can imagine. I mean, uh, I was recording many, many, many songs, and I continued singing till I was thirteen. And uh, and then from thirteen, I said, "Well, uh, I don't want to sing anymore. I want to play soccer." You know? Yeah. <laughs> And obviously my mom, she was very upset. <laughs> and my father, he was very happy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, uh, so that was my, my, uh, my first ever try for the Eurovision. And it was a success. Yeah. Because from then uh, I never looked back in my career. And um, obviously we tried then in 1999, which uh, it was with Thankful for Your Love. It was uh, it was a strange year that year, and from the second place I was uh, going to the eighth place, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then back in 2000, uh, I was again placing second, and then 2001, it was my year. Exactly. But can we go back to 98? Because I wonder, the song was more than just a game, composed by Paula Bella and with lyrics yes. by his wife, Georgina Bella. Well done, yes. How yes. did they present the song for you? <laughs> they presented. Actually, as I was saying, uh, I was living in Torino and I wanted to continue playing uh, there, soccer. Uh, I was going to stay at my, my, uh, my uncle and my mother... Uh, did not accept that and she asked me to come back here to Malta and when I was coming back to Malta my mother she was uh, telling me that Maestro Pola Bela uh, wanted me uh, to go to, to, to his house because he wanted me to talk and nothing I went there and he was telling me so do you want to hear a song and I said yeah why not and, uh, and then I heard it and it was really nice and he said, would you like to have it for uh, pre-selection? I said, who, me? <laughs> I said, are you sure? <laughs> he said, uh, well, I think it really suits you and uh, why not? And actually, that's how, how it all started. Paula Bella, Maestro Paula Bella and, uh, and his wife, uh, Georgina, always believed in me and I owe where I am today. To them. And we will play it here. If I had to lie the sun and the sky, 
related to your football career. Actually, uh, the maestro Paula Bella was writing me that song and he was uh, taking me away from the football, actually. Because at that time I was, a, I was a, a footballer. I was as well going abroad with the national team, playing uh, with other countries. I was training during the week. With, at that time I used to play with Slima Wanderers, very popular team here in Malta and, uh, and with the national team. And then all of a sudden I was finding myself in this big, huge stage. And then after that I had to, I had to decide which career to take. But was it a hard decision? It was, it was uh, in, at first. But then uh, everything uh, was get, I was getting busier with TV shows and, uh, and more work. It was crazy. I mean, uh, when I look back, I was still very young. I was 16 and uh, I used to go training, I remember, and I used to go and play um, against other teams and they were yelling at me from the other side and, uh, and they were saying, you better go sing. <laughs> and then a lot of other words, bad words. And no, and uh, it was kind of tough, but I don't regret it. I'm happy uh, that I've chosen this career. Four years in a row, you participated in the Maltese pre-selection. And I wonder, you won it in 2001, as you said before. But was the goal from the start to reach Eurovision or was it just good PR? for your music career? Mm, actually, I mean, it's always, uh, for all the Maltese artists, it's a dream to represent and to win th this big show. Yeah. So, uh, and to represent one day at least uh, Malta. So, um, obviously, after my first entry, obviously then, and I, I was really close, then the excitement was to actually uh, be the man to represent my, uh, my country. It happened after four years. Um, uh, maybe it was good as well. I had more experience. I was 21. I was still very young, actually. You won it in 2001 and got to travel to Copenhagen. How was Denmark? Denmark was like a dream. <laughs> yeah? I would wish to go back there. The Eurovision was huge there. I mean, uh, 40,000 people screaming. It was like a, like a concert. was very young. <laughs> but do you remember anything special? I mean, can you take us behind the scenes and give us some gossip? Well, you want to know a gossip? I always have problems with my vo vocal cords when I'm, uh, when I'm uh, in these big shows. Because you get nervous? Mm, I had problems. No, I had problems before going to... Uh, exactly after, actually, when I won the pre-selection here in Malta, I was sick. I okay. had fever. Yeah. And I was training, obviously, and uh, obviously after I won, I was so, so busy. My ENT doctor, he was telling me, hey, you need to stop. You need to relax. You cannot talk. You cannot sing. And I said, I cannot. I have shows. I have uh, interviews. I have... And he said, you are risking to lose your voice. You are risking to lose your voice. And I was with steroids as well and, uh, and injections. And uh, anyway, to cut the story short, when I was in Copenhagen, I, I couldn't talk before going on stage. And I had a special, a special uh, voice masseur yeah. who was uh, massaging my voice and um, my neck to warm it up. I don't know which 
exactly because I, I, I remember it like like a dream, you know. And uh, and actually, then I was going on stage. I was singing those three minutes, and then going back, and uh, had no voice again. And it was really really scary. You can imagine those three minutes. Uh, are so important. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> But thank God we managed. We managed. So uh, I was really lucky. Uh, so that was, I think that uh, you wanted to gossip, and I think nobody knew that. <laughs> I've never heard about it before. <laughs> exactly. You're the first time it's on your show. <laughs> and you will get more exciting things. Oh, lovely, lovely. <laughs> Were you single when you went to Denmark? In Denmark, if I was single, yes. Crap! And I wasn't there! <laughs> <laughs> you see? <laughs> you missed it! <laughs> How aware were you that you were the sexiest guy in Copenhagen that week? Oh, really? Was I? I remember mm. it like everyone talked about the hot guy from Malta. Really? Yes. Nobody ever was telling me these things. That's why they wanted to keep me always in the hotel then. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I had uh, the um, the guy who was taking care of me of TV TVM, the Malta Broadcast Authority. Yeah. He was staying there and he was really like like a security on me. Now I understand. They thought I was going to escape. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have any favorites among the other songs in Copenhagen? I really love um, Elena. Paparizo. Oh, yes. I think she's she's great. I met her more than once, and uh, and the Spanish guy was good as well. I mean, I really liked his song as well. It was Latin as well. But Elena, she's the best. I mean, uh, that song, Die For You, and obviously as well her winning song. I have a soft spot for uh, uh, Greece. I like, their, I like their entries. Estonia won and still no one knows why. Denmark came second and, and Greece got oh, third my. place. I remember now, yes. The guys who play second, the Danish song, yeah. was actually one of my favorite two at that year. Yeah. And nobody knew that uh, that they were going to play second as well. Yeah. And uh, do you remember how it was, the tune? I'll never ever let you go. Doo-doo. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Because I was singing this song all around. And I had met the guys as well and in a big concert there in Denmark. Yeah. And I was singing that and the crowd was crazy. It was amazing. I never wanna let you go. No, you hurt my feelings. You bring back memories all the time. I'll never ever be the same since you left me lonely. So please come back to me again. <laughs> It was a happy song. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> According to you, was it the right songs that ended up on top? Ah, uh, well... Uh, you said you liked Denmark and Greece. What did you think about Estonia? To say the truth, I didn't expect it to win. Actually, it was kind of strange that year, the winning song. And still are. <laughs> unfortunately, then, unfortunately, then they had to... After they split as well after a few months, which was uh, very, very sad as well for the whole Eurovision, I guess. But what can you do? People voted, no? (laughs) (laughs) You got 48 points and ended ninth. Happy or disappointed? Well, the excitement that there was that week and the last few days, it was unexpected. I mean, uh, obviously you are there and you are... We knew that we were fighting for uh, the top 10. Yeah. 
So actually, I remember that we were very close to get further up, if I'm not mistaken. But there was a country, I think Croatia at that time. Uh, you know how the points they were. We were giving them like 10, if I'm not mistaken. And they were giving us, unfortunately, zero. Because uh, if I'm not mistaken, with that 10 points, we would have gone further up. But I remember it like a dream. So you can tell me better. You got 48 points and you came ninth. And eight oh. came Germany and they got 66 points. Oh, okay. So it wasn't like that. You see, it was, uh, I, I was dreaming then. <laughs> <laughs> I should uh, answer again that I, I was very happy with the result. <laughs> <laughs> Placing ninth, it was it was amazing. I mean, uh, obviously, uh, placing in the first ten, it was our goal. Obviously, the goal is always try to to win for Malta. But uh, I was uh, really happy to get the twelve points from from Denmark, and uh, which then allowed us to continue growing and uh, in the Scandinavian countries. So thank you, Denmark, for the 12 points for Another Summer Night. <laughs> I remember that Another Summer Night was a big hit here in Sweden too. So I was, and I really thought you earned a better place. And so when I saw the result list yesterday, I was like, did he really came ninth? I thought you were, yes. you were like sixth or, or fifth. Maybe in the future. Let's make it top three. <laughs> <laughs> three years later, you were back in the pre-selection in Malta with a new song by the same composer and lyricist, Paul and Georgina Abella. And the new song was Did I Ever Tell You? Yes. And, and this time the audience not only got a disco song, but they also got to see your abs, since your oh, white yeah. coat lacked buttons. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I was always experimenting. I was the only only guy, I think, in Malta who ever uh, went on stage with half naked. faces there to haunt me. It was good. It was good. I mean, that song, um, we really hope to get uh, a better result. Um, uh, that year, um, who won? Who had won uh, that year? I don't remember. On again, off again. Oh, yeah, Julian Ludwig. Yeah, they had a good song as well. I mean, Malta pre-selection is always tough. I know that you had already done an interview with my... Uh, my friend Philip Vella, and uh, he knows exactly what to write for the Eurovision. Yeah. And uh, he's, he's fabulous. I mean, and that was another great song, obviously, from him. I wonder, because you said here before that you nearly were half naked. <laughs> was, this a, was this a sheep trick to get votes or were you sponsored by 16 Weeks of Hell? <laughs> No, I mean, uh, I, at that time, I um, it was... Who was doing the clothing? Um, I had someone who was taking care of of, uh, of me at the time. And, you mean uh, that styled you? Yeah, and he wanted me uh, to go there on, uh, on, uh, on with that coat and with that, all, that show. I had Yada, uh, the most popular dancers as well here in Malta. And um, it was like a show. They wanted me to to perform in that show, and and as you see, I'm um, I always let other people showing me the way. Yeah. At this today, I can assure you that uh, I've learned my lesson well, and um, 
maybe I'm more mature. And uh, nowadays, when I go on stage, I want to be comfortable as well. But but for that song, I mean, uh, let's say it was it was okay at that time. Later that year, you released the smash hit "I'm in Love," the whistle song, and yeah. a big breakthrough came for you abroad. Yes. That song, uh, it all started actually in Sweden. Yeah. We were at the Gay Pride in Sweden performing there. It can be so easy, I mean, uh, sometimes with music. There was this uh, this guy from the biggest radio there in Sweden and uh, he liked the song. He was uh, playing the song to the other radio people and uh, and they made it on rotation every day and then obviously the song became a very huge hit there so yes that's how it began yeah. uh, the song uh, the adventure of i'm in love so i really thank that guy <laughs> what was it like for you to get a european hit oh was that bigger than conquer malta and go to eurovision well without eurovision i would have never been there Um, because I would have never been uh, invited to the gay pride in Sweden. So um, I owe this to the Eurovision. So it all started from the Eurovision. That's why I always say that Eurovision for me is very important. I always, even here in, um, in Malta, I always preach that uh, for us, the Eurovision Song Contest for the artist, for the composer is very important because it gives us the opportunity to try to be in, the big, in that big stage And then from there you can find other ways to make it abroad. So uh, I'm in love to make it in Sweden and uh, for Malta it was I was really I'm really honored. The year after you participated again in Malta, but only reached a 12th place with the song <laughs> "Don't Tell It." And I, did this come as a shock? I mean, you were a big artist in your home country now. You know my story very well, I guess. You see, there is certain things that I try to to forget, but unfortunately, <laughs> with you, I cannot. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, that was a song, uh, an okay song, and that shows. Even though you are a popular artist, and um, and the biggest one in the country, because you still, were the biggest artist in your home country that year. Yes. Yes, um, but this shows that if, unless you have a good song, even though you're, a, let's say, the biggest artist or a very popular artist, if you don't have a good song, uh, the people, they won't vote. And this is what I always, and I believe it because I've been through it, that unless you have a good song, then you don't, you won't succeed. Yeah. So the song is important as the artist. In that pre-selection were some Swedish composers, Jonas Salin and Johan Beyerholm, who had written a song named Love is the Reason, who had been rejected in Sweden. In Malta the song was performed with Charlene and Natasha, but we play the original demo here. Love is the Reason only earned a 13th place, so it ended behind you. And from what I've heard, your song, I Do, 
that you competed with the year after was submitted to the Swedish Melody Festivalen too, but was rejected. Okay. And now I wonder, because the rules in Sweden then and now say that one of the composers must be Swedish. And I believe that Aldous Piteri or you were Swedish citizens then or now. So I'm wondering, wasn't the song also written by some Swedish composers? Well, the song I do was, uh, was originally from, uh, from myself and Aldo, and uh, it was arranged by them as well. Yeah, yeah. But you don't remember if you send it to Sweden too. I, I really don't know exactly what happened that year. I Do was written and composed by Aldous Piteri and you, and it was arranged by two Swedes, Jonas Salin and Dan Atlerud, right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> and this is very a funny fact, because Dan Atlerud has got last place in Eurovision twice. Very sad, but he's a good guy. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I know him. He's, he's fantastic. He's a very good guy and very talented guy. <laughs> absolutely. And I can tell you this. The same year, two yes. more songs were submitted to the Swedish pre-selection that you later recorded. Can you guess which songs? Which songs? No Surrender? No. No, not that year. This is 2006. Oh, okay. So which one? Love Me or Leave Me. And yes. my favorite song, Bye Baby Bye Bye. Oh, that's my favorite too. And you see, it didn't make it through? No, it didn't. Isn't it strange? Yes, it is very strange. <laughs> did you know about But, this or did I tell you something new? No, actually, now that you are mentioning it, uh, um, uh, I think uh, they uh, they had told us. And, uh, and me, for, uh, when I heard the song, because of obviously Manfred from Capsound, which is my producer and my manager, he always let, before we record the songs, obviously he sent me, and he said, what do you think about these songs? And uh, I was falling in love straight away, uh, especially with Bye Baby Bye Bye, which is one, one of my favorite too, actually. is that you also recorded your own version of the song Still Believe that competed in the Swedish pre-selection in 2004 with Jukke Bergström. Your version had the title I Believe. You see how many um, pre-selection Swedish songs I have in my albums? <laughs> <laughs> I think I should try once for the Swedish pre-selection. Yes, please. <laughs> But we hope that we make it through, you know? This is very important. I 
Born in Malta again in 2006 with I Do and got to travel to Greece. Please, before we talk about the outcome and your live performance, can you share your memories from Athens with us? So Athens was a completely different story than uh, than uh, than Denmark. I must admit, after all these years, and uh, we it was really hectic and it was really sad to say, but it was everything but what an artist uh, would want to have in that week. Uh, there was a lot of pressure, unfortunately, a lot of misunderstandings, but. Hey, obviously we were representing our country, so you have to do the best what you can to be on stage and uh, give it all. Unfortunately, apart from having a lot of problems that week outside the stage, we had big problems as well on stage on the night. And uh, we just got to know um, uh, the problems that we had on that the song was, uh, and I was singing very badly. Um, uh, exactly after we came out from the stage, uh, we were so happy that the performance was very good. And uh, unfortunately, that that year it was the first year that I had as well um, uh, performed with the in ears. It was everything new for me. Afterwards, we got to know that uh, that unfortunately one of my backing vocalists was he had his in ears that were not working and um, he was projecting thing louder than because as well it was in a stadium, obviously. So the acoustic was was different than from a theater. So he was um, projecting more his voice, and uh, unfortunately, obviously, it was coming on my in ear. And uh, every time I was going away from uh, my tune, uh, it wasn't his fault as well because he he had problems with his in ears. So I was going away and um, and going flat every time he was coming into the song with me doing the backing vocalist. I was not aware that I was going away and not singing well. And it was really devastating for me because uh, when I heard the performance exactly after, uh, when I went out and then we received a call from Malta how how bad it was, uh, I was in shock because we didn't realize, you know. But wait, wait, and, wait, wait, uh, wait. You mean that after your performance, you got yeah. a phone call from Malta directly after? Yes. And you thought yes. you had done a good job on stage? But they yes, told yes. you that you didn't. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And and uh, obviously it was not a good show. <laughs> 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 that it was the tr- the truth, you know. I mean, uh, and that's why they had called, you know, because they they wonder what happened. Yeah. Obviously now a lot of years have passed, and uh, this was very traumatic for me as well. You know, you work all those months, and you do a lot of sacrifices. Yeah, and a lot of money invested <laughs> for. Only those three minutes. Yeah. And those three minutes, they you can not do that again. I mean, so it's only three minutes. And if those three minutes are not good, then everything will fall apart. And the problem, as I said, we we thought that we did a good performance. But even on me on stage, I was hearing well. I mean, I didn't realize I was uh, not singing that well. So uh, when I heard the performance myself, uh, I think that was one of my uh, worst day of my life. But what can you do? I mean, uh, after I've learned that uh, unfortunately these things happened, I have been through a lot when I went here, when I came back to Malta from the media and uh, but and I never and I never spoke the reality of what happened of the of the truth because obviously it's useless uh, I mean to say imagine me coming to Malta and say hey I had problems with my ears not me I mean the back and vocals they say oh yeah 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 this is all excuses so um, I said nothing I took the blame and uh, I had to live with it and get out of it with as well therapy. Yeah. Uh, but today, today I'm, uh, I'm strong and uh, I've been through it and I uh, have passed that. 
today it's uh, for me it's, I mean uh, it's good that I'm talking about it I don't have any problems now to talk about it and uh, things that happen uh, if I was uh, if I had to go back I uh, I would have probably done it in a different way I would have said the truth what happened on stage uh, but obviously I was uh, as well young and uh, everything was uh, a shock from me at that time as well so uh, but anyway these are mistakes that you do, that you do, that you do in the past and that you learn from them I mean I, I mean I'm an artist and I and when I hear myself singing <laughs> yeah, I, I, I understand that you are not proud of it, but I mean, it was not that bad. It's not what what uh, what I was expecting after all those rehearsals and uh, and sacrifices. So, and unfortunately, it's that it's the way it happened, which I had no control. Because if it was hundred uh, percent my fault, um, uh, I would say, hey. I sang badly, uh, like like it happens uh, to many because I've I've seen many shows and uh, heard big names that uh, sometimes obviously they don't reach the notes well and so I mean we are human. Yes. As as I was saying, those three minutes are very important, and you are representing your country, and that you think that you are doing a great job, and uh, and then you end up uh, listening to this. <laughs> to the video and uh, and you say oh my god this is how could i sing like this yeah. but anyway i told you i was going to say things that i never had said before <laughs> and i had left it especially for your biggest program ever <laughs> <laughs> on stage you were hotter than ever with a white shirt with buttons <laughs> and black trousers with a girdle who made you style i told you that that year was a disaster eh? <laughs> okay tell me why you want to know many things yes. you know <laughs> <laughs> no i had told you that we had problems that that week uh, with the team you know with yeah. the whole team we had problems as well with the clothing and it was on all the media here that we had problems with uh, with what am I going to wear and imagine I mean the clothing are important yes and the artists need to be as much as possible in peace and concentrated for his perform for those three minutes but as I was saying we had a lot of problems and the clothing was one of them when you look at it now don't you still think that you look good at the end of the day, at the end of the day, I was not looking bad. Thanks to this guy who was, uh, I, I'm really sorry, I don't remember his name, but he was, uh, he was saving us on the Thursday night. Imagine one day before the, uh, the full dress rehearsal. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. <laughs> we didn't have anything prepared till the night before the, dress, the full dress rehearsal. You and mean that God, you changed the clothes? Yes, we had problems. We had, we, we had agreed at this popular jeans, something in mind, we had clothing prepared. The heroes from Albania gave you a strong one point. <laughs> and that's much better than zero, Fabrizio. Thank you, Albania! <laughs> I really thank them till today. Actually, you know, I have uh, one of my biggest jokes. When there is one, I say, hey, this is my, this is my number. <laughs> <laughs> And everybody starts laughing, you know. <laughs> I mean, what can you say? I mean, uh, at least I got the one, you know. Yeah. One is very important. <laughs> if you come first <laughs> or come last with one point, it's okay. <laughs> Finland won with some monsters. Russia came second and Bosnia-Herzegovina got a third place. Did you have any favorites yourself among the songs? I mean, who did you see as your biggest threat? I had placed last with one, but there were a lot of artists which were very big. They didn't make it even into into the final exactly. that year. Yes. So that year was really, really good. Lordi was, uh, everybody knew that they were going to win. They did a great show and uh, a great performance. And they had a good song as well, a uh, rock song. And um, uh, second 
was it Dima Bilan? Yes. Yes. So that was my favorite. Never, never let you go. You are the one I'm searching for. Flash on my flash, burn off my bone. Love's coming in. Did the meager result in Eurovision in 2006 affect your life and career? Mm, yes, as I was mentioning before, it was uh, it was really tough for me when I came back. Um, uh, it was even tougher because uh, I couldn't say exactly what happened. So uh, I had took the blame. Um, I had took the blame, and I had to to face obviously the consequences. Um, it took me time to get over it. But have we ever met? No, we haven't. Camille? We haven't. No? Not yet. Oh my God. Not yet. How come? I don't know. Why? Are you still single? <laughs> <laughs> I am single. <laughs> I will book a trip to Malta soon. <laughs> oh my God. Five years later, after I do, you took part in Malta's selection again with the song No Surrender. Mm -hmm. Were you hard to convince to take part again? So, uh, no, actually it wasn't uh, because the song was fitting exactly uh, after what I've been through <laughs> yeah. uh, from 2006 and after so many years then it was uh, it was the right song um, uh, and I really liked it. Actually, it's one of my favorite, No Surrender as well. That song was uh, actually perfect for my comeback because after all what I have been through uh, with I Do, No Surrender was the right, the right song. No Surrender, if we would say that No Surrender had won in Malta because Glenn Vella instead won. Yes. But he missed the final. Do you think No Surrender would have reached the final? Mm, who knows this? <laughs> <laughs> but in your opinion, was, was No Surrender a better song than One Life? You're asking too, too much now. <laughs> no, Glenn is a friend of mine. And uh, obviously One Life... Uh, he did a good show. Obviously, it was a different. It was a different song from uh, from mine. I had it, it was a different style from me as well. Yeah. Um, um, it was pop rock, so um, I really enjoyed that year on stage. I had um, one of the most popular artists as well on stage with me, and uh, he had a band very popular here in Malta. I think after I do, it was uh, a good to be back on stage. With a good song, it was enough for my career at that moment in time. Yeah. Obviously, you try to enter to win, but it was the year of Glenn, so I was happy for him at the end of the day. You were back already the year after with a new song by the Swedish team. <laughs> the song was I Will Fight For You. And this is my favorite of your songs besides I Do and Another Summer Night. I love this song. I remember when I was a child. You were there and made me safe for the
had written this song, uh, the, the lyrics, me and a uh, best friend of mine, Warren, when we were visiting my father in Miami, because li- he lives there. And my father, as I always said, it's, uh, it's one of my idols who was always there for me. And uh, I wanted to dedicate the song to him. And uh, it was coming uh, uh, natural uh, once we were there. Uh, we had the music and we tried it and it was fitting perfectly. Now I have to tell you the truth. I mean, very soon I've, I have to write and sing a song for my mother too because she's still pissed off with me. <laughs> But can't you just make a cover of Spice Girls song then? <laughs> <laughs> the last time you took part in the contest was in 2014 with the ballad Just No Place Like Home uh, and you got eliminated and missed yes. the final. I had to stay home <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> at the first place. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the Yes, that was another song which... It was not a bad song, but again, um, there is certain songs which are suited for Eurovision. Now you tell me which song is suited for Eurovision. We have to ask Philip. Because <laughs> <That's the question. laughs> he's the guy. <laughs> But that's the thing with Eurovision. You can never know because yes, I mean true. he wrote Vertigo and all the Eurovision fans loved Vertigo and Vertigo missed the final. So you can never mm-hmm. know. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. No, but uh, I always mention Philip because my 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 song for uh, for the Maltese festival now it's written from him so i hope that uh, that i have this magic in the song to, to make it top three let's say <laughs> yes because soon you will compete in a new festival in malta yes we are very happy to have back our maltese festival after so many years and uh, it's going to be huge <laughs> It's like a Sanremo and we're going to uh, to be on stage with a full orchestra after for so many years and uh, as a Maltese really I'm proud to sing Maltese. I think this festival will do very well for the whole population. Because as, as I'm a tourist, when I come to Sweden, for instance, I always like to hear their own music, you know? I yeah. appreciate it. Yeah. isn't it that it's already 20 years since you took part in Eurovision for the first time? Uh, what should I say? Uh, I'm, I'm mature now. <laughs> I'm not... <laughs> I would say time really flies by everywhere but in my face. <laughs> oh my god, yes. 20 years from another summer night and, um, and I've got to tell you that we have A surprise coming up yeah. for all the Eurovision fans. 
Eurovision meant for you, you would say? For my music career, as I mentioned in the beginning, it was uh, my start and uh, it was uh, playing a big role. So uh, I owe a lot to the Eurovision, uh, to the Eurovision fans and um, I never stopped saying that uh, we'll repeat it till the end of my days that um, it's thanks to you that I am where I am. So I thank you from all of my heart. What are you doing today in your life? I'm a, a more mature. Uh, I'm a mature guy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please sell in yourself. Good now. <laughs> I have uh, I have been through many difficulties, uh, which have made it through. Yeah. Thank God. I'm very happy and serene. And um, apart from my uh, daily job, my career is always uh, apart. Obviously, that at the moment is very tough uh, due to the COVID. Uh, but as I said, we are uh, we are still um, working on some new projects. We are working on some new materials. Lovely. So we are busy, busy. Thank you so much, Fabrizio, for this lovely shit chat. Emil, I would like to thank you. It was really a great honor for me to be part of your show. And uh, you can consider yourself lucky because you you have information that I have never, ever said to nobody. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm really happy that I have mentioned them in your program. I already see you and me as engaged now. <laughs> what, okay. do you, what do you say, Fabrizio? Shall we end this nice, lovely talk with you singing I do for me? <laughs> Cause I do, I do, I do I do, I do, I love you like a fool Thank you so, so much And a big hug and a big kiss I do, I do, I do I do, I do, I love you like a fool